I feel like the old it's it it's an old medium. I mean, I don't know the last time I've picked up a newspaper. I mean, it's been twenty years since I've like read the newspaper like in my hands, newsprint on my hands. And I used to love that. I used to love going down to the the printing press and I and grabbing one off the printing press, you know, and reading it and smelling the ink, and it just was a great sensory experience. Yeah, that's different now. I mean, pa- Patreon. Um, sub Substack, you know, Ghost, which is another platform that was made by a guy who used to actually work for WordPress and Automatic, John O'Nolan, and that's they're all kind of democratizing p- publishing, like WordPress has has done as well. So, I hope you're ready for today's episode of Dead America doing Let's get into this. Today we are with Seth Goldstein from the Entrepreneur's Enigma podcast. Seth, could you please introduce yourself and let people know just a little more about you, please? Sure. Hey, Ed. Um, great to be on the show. Entrepreneur's Enigma podcast is a, a labor of love for me. Um, I've been an entrepreneur for 13 plus years. I'm doing web design, digital marketing, and all that. and then. Earlier this year, I mean, I've been podcasting since 2010, doing various digital marketing podcasts and whatnot. But at the beginning of this year, I started saying, well, I want to talk about my entrepreneurial journey. I've been doing it for 13 years. I've kind of made it, kind of not made it, kind of in between. And so I started just talking into the phone and recording my pontifications, if 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 you may. And then slowly, I started capitalizing on my journalism background. I was a journalist prior to being an entrepreneur. And I start bringing people onto the show, talking about their entrepreneurial journey, the scary, the not scary, the you know, the ups and downs, the roller coaster of of being an entrepreneur, and that's really where we're at. Thirty episodes. Yeah, I, I noticed you started off as a monologue, and I love the content; it's good. And then you, well, thank started you, started bringing guests in. Why the transition? Well, it's kind of, it's kind of funny. It was kind of almost non-intentional. There's my other podcast, Digital Marketing Dive, that is on two seasons now, and we're on hiatus right now before the third season. That one started to be it was a, it was a two-person podcast, and it was just us talking. Then we would start bringing people in, and that felt natural for that podcast. This I just kind of ran out of things to say, and I, I more it was more like I'm a journalist. By training, I went to school at the University of Delaware for journalism and history. So I was a newspaper journalist. I've been an interviewer. I've interviewed people all kind, all walks of life, and it just felt natural to make this into a podcast interview format. And it's been going well. Every once in a while, I'll throw a little bonus episode in of just my pontifications. So, yeah, I like the concept. That's done pretty well. I notice you use your own website and a seriously simple podcast plugin. Could you talk to yeah. us a little bit about that, please? 
Yeah, so Digital Marketing Dive originally had its own website. And it was separate from Goldstein Media. And I was like, it's really an offshoot of my company. It's really a business um, promotion device, of, if, if you may. And so when I redid my website earlier this year, I brought the podcast in. And at that point, I had already started Entrepreneurs Enigma over at Anchor. And I was like, I'm never a big fan of Anchor because you kind of don't really own your content. You do, but you don't. But it's a real pain to get it out of Anchor. Yes, but it's a great place for it's a good. It's a great place for democratizing podcasting for people to use. But if you're getting serious, I immediately went over to Castos, um, Castos.com, and they're a great little um com- podcast hosting company. I and love they them. Own the simple. Oh, they're fantastic. And is that who you use? I used to use, and Craig is wonderful. Their team is excellent and yeah. honest. They're great. And so I, and they, they, they're ultimate unlimited amount of podcasts as long as it's on the same domain name. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So let me put these podcasts in the same domain name. Instead of having two accounts, let me just have one account and run with it that way. So, Digital Marketing Dive has its own stream up on Castos. Entrepreneurs Enigma has its own stream. And then I have like the guest where I guest. I asked to repurpose it, not repurpose it, but like air it there as well. Say, hey, these are my these are my guest appearances, essentially. And so there's those three streams. I haven't really built out the guest appearance one yet because I haven't done a whole lot of those. I think in my third, actually. So you're lucky number three. <laughs> and it just exactly, but it, it, it just Simple, simple email. What is it? Simple podcasting. Um, seriously, simple podcasting plugin for WordPress. It's incredible. Yeah, it just makes it life so much easier than having to have a clunky website that is like barely there. I mean, all that. All, that being said, I do have entrepreneursenigma.com that has a landing. It works as a landing page for like social media because Instagram has that silly one URL rule. So if I want so instead of using a link tree, I have entrepreneurs enigma going to a card site, card two Rs dot co. And that's a quick little spin up one page website builder that is it's like ten or fifteen dollars a month for ten to twelve pages to use. And it, it's just quick and easy, quick and dirty to use. So so, so you still use Castos to host your uh, podcast oh, episodes? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I w- hands down. Because the unique thing about that seriously simple podcast plugin is it allows you to host your files any place mm-hmm. you'd like. The yeah, it's, thing their, is, it's their give back to the community. Yeah. Yes, and it's it's kind of awesome. I loved it. Actually, they upgraded now. They allow you to have more than one show. So that's kind of mm. cool. And I love how you can do it right on your website. Uh, you don't have to even mm-hmm. go to your host site. It's unique the way they have that mm-hmm. set up. It's actually one of the it's best plugins for WordPress that I've ran across. Mm-hmm. So how do you record your podcast episodes? Well, that's interesting. For the past, I'd say five to 10 episodes. I can't really remember how many back, how far back I did. And that was probably 10 episodes. I've been doing them via StreamYard. So I've been live streaming the taping 
to all the social media platforms, doing it, doing it in public. And it's been fun. I mean, it's out there. It's content being generated for me as I do it. And then I pull it down and I would edit it together and put it out like a week or two later on the, on the feed. But tomorrow I have a podcast with Dan Maybe, who is a part of the Big Orange Heart, which is a nonprofit for mental health, interviewing him on his entrepreneurial journey. And we're going to use for the first time Squadcast. It's a little bit pricey, but we're going to try it out and um, not, not live stream the show recording. So that's what we're going to be using. Hopefully going forward, just use that instead. So I've never used Squadcast, but I've seen good things about that. Uh, very interesting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it looks cool. Yeah, that's a browser-based system where each mm-hmm. side uploads and records on their browser side. So that's kind of helpful when you're doing these remote recordings, that's for sure. So you're absolutely, in, you know, I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, please do. I, I'm very interested in anything podcasting. I notice you're OG yeah. podcaster. You've been around for quite a while here. So what, yeah, what like trends years. have you seen that you like and what trends have you seen that you don't like in podcasting? Oh, great question. Um, the ones I don't like is that was that there, that people still rely on the Apple Podcast directory. It was like <laughs> review us an Apple Podcast, review us an Apple Podcast, and I'm like, not everyone has an Apple phone. People, yes, you know. And so, but I do like the trend that people are like podcast indexes out there and pod chasers out there, and they're solving for a problem. That is really a problem that you know there is no, um, I don't have the word for it, but like non denominational. To go religious, there non-denominational, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, centered podcast player, you know, and directory. So it was, it's kind of nice to know that, that the, the Church of Apple isn't ruling the world. Yes, so. that's big too. You know, there's a lot of stuff right now on the uh, podcast 2.0. Adam Curry mm-hmm. and them—they're really doing some wonderful things. And I can't figure out Satoshi's. I can't figure it out. I'm a web designer and digital marketer. I can't figure that down. I can't figure out crypto. Hey, I can't. Maybe I just I did the out. other day. I finally got. You figured it out? Yeah, oh, wow. I got on. Well, I've been on the uh, podcast index, but podcast yes. wallet and the Satoshi going through. Yeah, Telegram. I have all that set up. Yeah. So if you go yeah, over to all Telegram. Up, I just don't know how to, what I'm doing with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's all new to me too, but it's very unique and it's a <laughs> trend that's happening in the podcasting industry that I really enjoy. But sorry for breaking in. Please continue. No, it's fine. No, I'm just I just don't know anything about it. I set it up and I'm like, okay, now what? Kind of thing. <laughs> and I'm like sitting there and I wrote at, I wrote Adam on his Mastodon in, instance, and he wrote <laughs> back. He's like, we're working on making it more user friendly. I'm like, that'd be nice. Because I, I'm good at not figure, at figuring out stuff that isn't user-friendly, but even this is kind of a little bit beyond me. So, Yeah, it, it does take uh, a little bit of work to get on there and get it set up properly. But they, they have been working. It. Actually, as I was setting up, I think it was three days ago, uh, they were having an issue and 
basically I had to communicate with them to get that set up and going properly. So I, I encourage well, podcasters well. to go check that out and get involved with what Adam and them are doing. Podcasting 2.0 mm. is awesome. What do you know about the tagging cool? system? I'm so sure, like, like I said, like I am very much a self-taught podcaster. So when when so when the people say chapters and they put chapters in their podcast, I love it. I haven't figured out how to do it yet. All right, honestly, I can't say I haven't figured it out. I haven't taken the time to figure it out yet. My thing is, it's more like I get the show out, I edit it. By the time yeah. I'm done editing the show, of getting rid of ums and ahs and all that stuff, I'm exhausted. I'm like, this is good enough. Let's get it up there. That's that very true. So, that that's very exhausting yeah, so, so in I'm itself. Like, mm hmm. So where where do you see podcasting going in the future? I think it's gonna it's gonna keep ex exploding. I think I think that more and more people are gonna get into it. I think it's new. It's not a new medium per se, but the faster the internet gets, the faster more people are gonna get into it. I don't think that everyone's gonna make it a living doing it full time. I think that, but I think a lot of companies are going to start using it to update their investors and their their fans and stuff like that. And I think that there's definitely a market for even the one-off podcasters. It's a great hobby. It's a cam radio 2.0 or 3.0 at this point. Yeah, that's very interesting you bring that up because I was reading an article the other day about the individual was talking about for podcasting to succeed, it's going to have to overtake and overcome radio. What's your mm -hmm. thoughts on that? And do you really think that is going to ever happen? No, I think it's always going to be a place for radio. I think there's going to be serious radio. And I think there's always going to be a place. But I think that this is gonna be, it's going to be parallel to radio. I think that a lot of people don't necessarily like radio because all the commercials right. and then podcasting comes in they have like one or two commercials and that's it you know and it's just a different medium so different you know different avenue so i don't think it'll ever necessarily take over podcasting i think it will just be something that another medium for people to use yeah i think it's a unique Let's way go. to take your media that you choose with you instead of, mm -hmm. you know, radio's always been a favorite. Turn it on and you've got something to go with. It works, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is a unique thing that podcasting is doing. And I'm I'm excited to see what they come up with and how they keep it free. Because that's truly mm -hmm. what Adam and them are doing. They're fighting for our freedom of our voice. And that's a unique thing, especially with this battle. You're, mm -hmm. you're a person that's been in newspaper. So mm -hmm. what, what Talk about that industry? Yeah. What, what do you see about this? Uh, well, they call it fake news. And I say, you know, some news sources might be losing credibility. What's yes. your take on that? I think that the fourth estate is needed 
I think that we need to have journalism. We need to take it seriously. I think it's been very much tarnished, for better or for worse, by powers on both sides of the aisle. I think that it's kind of an scapegoat for other other idiocy out there. Like, oh, it's the journalists. No, it's not the journalists. It's the politicians. And we'll leave it at that. And it's a scapegoat in the most most simplest state yes. there. But when you think about it, journalism has to have its own reckoning. It has to figure out how it's going to advance. The New York Times has figured it out. You know, with their paywall, it's not that expensive. But they still have to, like, if you get if you just join, you can't get that disc at $4.99 discount. And then you have to call them up or IM them to get the discount again, again the next year. They're happy to give it to you, but it's very old school way of, you know, dealing with the newspaper, call up the newspaper, ask for a discount, you know? Yeah. And it's, I feel like the old, it's, it, it's an old medium. I mean, I don't know the last time I've picked up a newspaper. I mean, it's been 20 years since I've like read the newspaper, like in my hands, newsprint on my hands. And I used to love that. I used to love going down to the, the printing press and I'm and grabbing one off the printing press, you know, and reading it and smelling the ink. And it just was a great sensory experience. Yeah. That's different now. I mean, pa- Patreon, um, sub Substack, you know, ghost, which is another platform that was made by a guy who used to actually work for WordPress and automatic John O'Nolan. And that's, they're all kind of democratizing p- publishing like WordPress has, has done as well. So. Yeah, I, I think we're seeing more and more independent journalists come on to mm. podcasting and blog and using a combination like you are with your website, using a plug-in mm. for the podcasting and have the ability to blog out their, you know, what do you call it, written word. <laughs> so mm. that's very written powerful word, yeah. together. Yeah. So. I'm I'm interested in seeing how many more journalists break away and keep mm-hmm. that fourth estate, you know, strong and where people it, it are. That we need it. Yes, you, you you're absolutely correct, and I think what you're doing is very unique, and you may want to think about incorporating more of your journalism into podcasting. It's an avenue yeah, of approach. Maybe one day, yeah. Yeah, I, I want to yeah, throw more day, work it, on it. But, <laughs> I, but I, need, I need another podcast like I need a hole in the head. <laughs> I need another project in general like I need a hole in the head. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, my wife's so used to me coming up with another, another project, and she's like, well, with the other project, I'm like, well, that failed. I'm on to the next thing. So, well, but that's podcast. I mean, I've been doing it since 2010. And, you know, the different variations of the same idea. Entrepreneur's Enigma is the newest idea. And it's newer and different from the other digital marketing podcasts I've done in some shape or form. So, Yeah, and that's the power of entrepreneurship. You do mm-hmm. different things. You try, you fail. And one day, like Thomas Edison, you're going to go, bingo, there it is. And the light Absolutely. bulb's going to shine for you. So hopefully that that's the plan, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope that for everybody because, you know, mm-hmm. that's the American dream and it should be the dream of an individual, not just American. So it's unique. I agree. 
Absolutely. What, what tips and tricks would you want to give to a fledgling podcaster? This is, this is a big one. I'm sure people have heard this. Just get started. Yes. The first few are going to be total poop. First few are going to be total poop. But just put them out there and keep going. You're going to only, the only you get better is by doing it and trying different things. And then like every once in a while, you're going to get a show that didn't come through correctly. Don't feel bad about asking the guests to come back on saying, hey, look, wait, that didn't take, you know, or whatever. You're going to have some bad interviews from here, you know, here and there. Sometimes those bad interviews are worth putting up there because someone might find them interesting. It might be a little bit dull or whatever, but, you know, if you can snazz it up in post, you do it, you know. Just, just get started is my tip. Yeah, that's very, very important. You know, we we struggle with what they call pod fading, and mm-hmm. a lot of people get stuck on numbers instead of their message. How important do you think message is over numbers? I think the message is more important. I think if you have a core group of, you know, 15, 20 people that love your show, and even might even be willing to support it, great. Even if they're not willing to support it, but they love your show, that's what it's worth. I mean, this whole idea of, oh, you need 10,000 10, less, you know, listeners per episode or per month to get advertising is, bump, is bupkis. It really is. When you think about it, if you have a good podcast and you have a good premise, advertisers will put an ad on your site. They might not pay you a grand an episode, but, you know, they'll put give you something for it, you know. Even just do affiliate links. Like our, our, um, our sponsor, SEMrush, which is a big SEO tool, I have a relationship with them. I said, hey, just give me an affiliate link. And if anyone uses my link, give me, give me the affiliate cut. You know? And, that, and that's, that's what we, you can get sponsorship that way. It's easy. You can put an affiliate link up there saying, hey, go to our sponsor at this URL. Shorten the URL if it has weird characters in it. And then there you go. You have a sponsor on your podcast. It's that simple. Anchor kind of makes it super simple to get started with a podcast sponsorship program. I find that kind of unique. Talking about. I like like it. Yeah. Talking about sponsorships. Do you know of the Podcorn? I have not heard of Podcorn. No. Uh, Podcorn is a very unique place for podcasters to match up with sponsorships and you go yes you need to look them up because you can go on look through and you can send them proposals and it's a very unique way to you know up your game with your sponsorships if you're into Mm -hmm. sponsoring your show and really want to get something out of it you need to be on podcorn so podcorn there you go yep did you find it i, I like the name too i found <laughs> it i I, book, I i bookmarked it absolutely yes uh highly recommended so how do you find your guest do you go out and find guests or how does that come for you I just, I know a lot of people and I'm pretty well connected on LinkedIn. I be at being a journalist, being a digital marketer for so long. My LinkedIn, I have like 3000 connections. I have like 3000 followers on LinkedIn. 
just from using the platform. And, you know, I've reached out to people like Brian Solis. And, you know, he's been on my podcast in the past. I've reached out to Ted Rubin, a lot of marketers. And they're all willing to get on the show. Everyone loves to talk about themselves. So the idea is that if you can get on them on the podcast, they're, they're going to jump at it most of the time. Yeah, so collaboration so is very important. I, 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 collaboration. Yeah, collaboration Absolutely. is very important. What, you know, what what is your tips and tricks to get collaboration done for your podcast? It, it, it's a hard one because when you think about it, getting the collaboration, you know, there's like the Audrey A. A-U-D-R-Y. I think that's where we met. Yes. You know, it, it's a it's a great place to get some collaboration, get some people out there, especially someone who's as crazy as you who wants to do a podcast today in November. <laughs> Woo, nutty. No, yeah. Yes. Um, but um you're very ambitious and I appreciate and I, you know, it's great. You know, I'm not doing that. I'm doing one a week, and I'm like, I'm good with that. You know. But you know, just being open to collaboration is cool. You know, having people on your show, being on other people's show, it's a community, which I really enjoy. Like, there's three communities I'm part of online. It's the SEO community, the search engine optimization community, the WordPress community, which is a fantastic community of people, and the podcasting community, which I found equally as fantastic and welcoming. It's a great trio because they all go hand in hand. And yeah. they all, and, they, and the, the first two use the, the last one to get their message out. Some great SEO podcasts out there, WordPress podcasts. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out all the SEO thing. That's mm -hmm. I, that's been haunting me for years. So you know, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it is. It's... I tell my clients, I tell my clients that it's like anyone can do SEO. It's just time consuming, and that's yeah. the thing. Like, I all, all I do is read. I read a lot, and I follow people, and I. I say, oh, there's not a Google algorithm update again today. <laughs> and so I went out and I, you know, would research it. And then I go to my, my, my client's sites and make sure that their stuff is, you know, status quo and whatnot and go from there. Yeah. So but do you have reading? A, yeah. Do you have a team for your podcast? No, the podcast is literally just me. Oh. Um, Goals to the media itself, there's, there's nine of us. But, you know, there's two main, there's me and my designer, the main two. Um, and we have a bunch of contractors that we work with for our clients. But the goal for the web design, not even for the podcasting, it's just me. So talk to me. For a the little time bit, being. <laughs> talk to me a little bit about automation for your podcasting. What type of automation do you use, like in booking or any other types of automation? The main automation I use is Zapier because it just connects mm -hmm. to everything. It's not the cheapest tool. But Zapier, I have it automatically share out the podcast when it goes live on the website, which is handy and helpful. Um, but most of the other automation I do, I, I, I don't use a whole lot of automation. Like, I'll go in and I'll make the screen, the, the album art right before the show. Like, I have, I, instead of automation, I have processes, processes. Yeah. You know, I know to do, uh, here's my checklist. Do this first, do this second, do this third. And that's better than any automation because I've always found that automation can bite you if you're not careful. Yes, it can. 
quite in uh, quite a few your... <laughs> ways. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I always tell my clients, like, don't schedule your 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 social tweets too far in advance because God forbid something like nine eleven, God forbid happens, and you're talking about you know whatever. It's like it's going to be like, why is this person talking about this during this horrific event? Oh, that's like, a good point. You have to be careful when you schedule stuff, even podcasts, because you don't know who you're going to take off if, 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 if it was the wrong time, if it was bad timing. You know, I've never even given that consideration with automating and mm -hmm. uh, scheduling posts and emails even. Kind of interesting mm -hmm. to have to give that more thought for sure. So Yeah, it's definitely something to keep in the back of your mind. Yeah. Uh, so what about booking? Do you use Calendly or? I use a company called Savvy Cal, which uh, is coming, yeah. coming from a Philadelphian. And it's coming from a Philadelphian. It sounds like Savvy Cal. You know, I was in like, you know, a cow as a bovine. Yeah. But um, I, and that's just why I don't put them on, on, on the show as a sponsor right now because I can't say the damn name. But <laughs> it just comes out of Savvy Cal. But it's great because it, what it does is it enables you to the guest to be able to see on top of their calendar when you're available and stuff. And it's just like it's a neat little tool. Oh, I was I using Calendly like forever, but Savvy, Savvy Cal is really cool. Yeah, I know, I, the, I know the maker. So I use Calendly because you know it it does all of those little extras for you. But mm -hmm. I'm, I'm learning Savvy Cal too. Yeah, I'm learning as a podcaster, you need to find cheaper alternatives that work just as well sometimes. And mm -hmm. what is that that I use? Uh, oh, AppSumo. Now, yeah, AppSumo App is really good, yeah. AppSumo I want to share with podcasters because I've found so many tools. The recording software that mm -hmm. I'm using now, I bought off of AppSumo. And these are ways yeah, it's great. to up your game. So do you know of yeah. any other places for podcasters to get help like that? Most of the online communities, I mean, Grow the Show has a good um, pod, a, a Facebook group that's really good. Um, Poddex has a great one that is out there. There's a lot of, and then there's also um, Advancing Podcasting that XYZ, that one of the original and really original podcasters, Evo Terra, built out. Um, and it's over on Discord. And it's Advancing Podcasting that XYZ. And it is, it's a great community of people who are willing to give advice and help out. And you said to find your community. Do you have any call to action for podcasters or our listeners? I would just love it if people went out to Entrepreneurs Enigma. Don't ask me to spell it. I can't even spell my own name because it's a, it's, a, it's a long name. And I get the E's and the U's and all that I'll messed up. But EntrepreneursEnigma.com. And just give my show a listen. Subscribe if you like it. And review us if you like us too. Absolutely. Seth, it's been an honor and a privilege to sit down and speak with you. Thank you for being on the oh, Dead I America podcast. Thank you, Ed. And I can't wait to hear it.